Hi everyone, uh, welcome to the latest episode of TNC's Down the Wire podcast. Uh, my name is Craig Norfolk, CTO of Network Collective. Um, very happy to be joined today by Claire Tindall, one of our principal consultants, to uh, go into a very interesting and topical conversation. Claire, do you want to quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Craig. I'm Claire Tindall. I'm a principal consultant at TNC. I've been at TNC uh, about 12 years and I'm about 22 years in telecoms and I'm very happy to be here on the podcast today. Yeah, great, great for you to be joining me, Claire. Thank you. Um, so, so we're going to jump straight in today, Claire. We've got quite a lot to go through, I think. Um, and as I mentioned, it's quite, quite, quite a topical conversation, very current in terms of what our customers are asking us to engage with them about, to consult with, and we've seen a lot of excitement in, in terms of the, the market for this. So the topic we're going to be talking about, I guess, is all things contact centre and customer engagement. Um, so let's, let's, let's kind of start at the top of this. So why, why, why is this so topical right now? You know, why are, why are customers excited about sort of what's happening in the market space right, right at this point in time? Okay, so um, pre-pandemic, which feels like a long time ago now, but I remember uh, doing podcasts about two years ago um, and starting to mention uh, CX, which was already starting to be quite a buzzword customer experience we're talking about here, the end-to-end customer journey um, for our clients in trying to understand how their customers are engaging with them um, and how they can mine the data on those customers to, to better uh, improve what they can offer. Uh, in the past and at that point, we were talking about omnichannel contact center and the rise of uh, the technology and solutions in those areas and how they were changing. What has happened in the past two years has been uh, quite revolutionary in terms of customer usage of those types of solutions, obviously driven so much by working from home, um, being having to live a lot of our lives from homes in, in, lockdown, in lockdown. So we could never have anticipated uh, that happening. But what it's done is really wreak a very transformational change in this area. And now we're seeing clients really get to grips in procurement processes and solutions from suppliers that are that true CX, customer experience and end-to-end journey. And that's across all aspects of UC and contact center. So that's what we're talking about. And that's why it's so relevant and topical today. It's been one of the greatest areas of, of telecoms change in the, part, in the past two years. And we're not seeing that very much reflected in the projects that we're dealing with now at TNC. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good, really good summary, Claire. I think you know we've seen we've seen a number of forces at play here, aren't we? So we've seen, you know, different demands and challenges in terms of what customer expectations are. Um, so you know we're starting to see more acceptance of things like digital channels now and being able to engage, even potentially through self-service capabilities, through bots, even through maybe social media type applications. So a bit of a, a bit of a sea change away from you know, picking up the phone and speaking to a particular agent, you might be able to self-serve your query now through some sort of automation. I think, you know, we've seen that at play. I guess the, yeah. other, the other force here as well is obviously from an operational perspective where, you know, customers are, are under cost challenges. They're, they're, they're trying to drive out costs from the business. You know, one way of doing that is obviously reducing the cost to serve, maybe making the average handling time of customer service agents a bit shorter so they don't necessarily need as many. So there's lots of dynamics, I guess, you know, pandemic being one of the key things and that's accelerated, I guess, some of the change. Um, so maybe, maybe if we kind of focus and, and sort of drill down into a couple of these areas, and, you know, we tend to we tend to look at this, don't we, through a number of different lenses. And I think all of these things, when we talk about CX, you know, the, 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 prime, the prime lens to look through is, is obviously the customer lens. So what does the customer want? How do you deliver that service to the customer? They are customers 
king ultimately, isn't it? So what, what, what kind of things are we seeing that our customers want from us in terms of looking at how they deal with and engage with their customers? Yeah, so like you say, you've got the customer lens, the end user, and what their expectations would be. So uh, self-service now really coming to the fore from the customer's point of view and what they're demanding. So where we're also used now to using WhatsApp and things like that uh, to communicate with each other, we're also looking to communicate uh, with organisations, perhaps using that sort of technology, um, web chats. We're more used to dealing with bots or understand that that's what we might be dealing with if we're um, going through a retail experience, for example. So that's the end user customer lens. And that's far more comfortable now with this sort of end to end uh, digitalization of the process. For our TNC clients, um, there was always that push, like I say, looking back two years ago, to try and increasingly make this whole process more digital in order to make it um, more, uh, make more commercial sense from the point of view of, as you say, driving down call handling times, um, trying to make it more digital in order to be more efficient for the end customer, to understand more about the customer journey in terms of data. So that was always there. What has happened for our customers and, and looking at it from their point of view over the past um, couple of years is the solutions have really caught up in terms of becoming far more seamless um, uh, operationally for our customers to be able to embrace. So whereas before they might have been uh, joining together several component parts, so you see part over here, a telephony approach over there, and some bots over here for some um, multi-channel capability. They're looking at that as a whole holistic picture now um, and looking from the customer point of view that reaps a lot of benefits um, and we're, we're really seeing that in the case studies that, that we're working with internally in terms of how our customers are approaching CX. I think and I think I think you know customers or organizations have, have, have started to learn different behaviors and have different expectations now haven't they as well you know they're that they're almost like expecting an always-on experience all the time, and you know that's not feasible for for a lot of organisations to provide that always-on type of um, availability when you've got you know physical human agents, if you like, having to answer phones all the time, and it's not it's not it's not it's not affordable. It's potentially not feasible on a twenty-four by seven basis. But I guess if you want to deliver an always-on capability, you've got to start looking at more digital type of engagement models. So you know basic web capabilities, but then. Yeah, as you mentioned, the bot, the self-service. And this is, I guess, driving, a, again, a change in terms of the technologies that organisations are looking at, um, the customer journeys that organisations are looking at, the, the agent experience as well, so kind of virtual agents and, and what, what, what additional information you pass to human agents as well. So, yeah, I mean, what, what, do, what, what do you think behind what, what things behind that? So we touched upon the pandemic. Do you think things like, you know, the changing demographic of, of, of the the, the, um, of the the customers' organisations are changing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you say, that always on uh, expectation. Um, the demographic, I think even um, more traditional uh, end users are now embracing uh, digital technologies, ex having that expectation um, that things will always be on, that they will always be able to uh, interact with, with their customer. And... Um, to be honest, the market is really responding to that and offering a really proactive um, integration between different platforms. And you mentioned there about having 
um, the human interaction still available and that sort of being able to break into a, an interaction if there's a problem and then yeah. being able to pass the call back into the system that was previously a bit more clunky in some of the solutions that we were seeing um, demoed to us say 18 months ago we're now seeing that a really seamless process and a lot of players in the in the market coming to address the these needs of um, uh, these needs of our customers and the demographic changes that that have happened I mean I think we're now in a situation whereby acquisition and retention of customers for our clients uh, is really at the forefront of their mind and without having these solutions in place they're going to lose competitive advantage so we're working with our clients to try and uh, help them understand how they might approach this what the market's looking like um, what what building blocks they need to put into place to create the right business case for these types of solutions. It's it's really quite exciting, the sort of solutions that are coming forward, how the market has changed so dramatically uh, and how our customers are approaching it. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good, um, really good overview. It, it, feel, it kind of feels like we're at a bit of a tipping point now where, you know, you've got to have, a, a, you've got to have a, almost like, you know, a piece of everything. So for, for the acquisition retention of customers, some customers are going to prefer to have digital engagement rather than picking up the phone and speaking to a human because, you know, that's, again, the changing demographics kind of driving us in that, that direction. But obviously you don't want to alienate your other customers that still want that uh, traditional type of experience. So I guess yeah. it's, it is that tipping point now where, you know, we started to see a higher percentage of interactions through digital, but there's still obviously quite a high percentage probably a bigger percentage in most cases of still wanting to require that traditional piece. So I guess this is where we're seeing quite a lot of customer challenges around, well, how do we address this? What do we do? Do we replace yeah. all our technology? Do we supplement some of our technology with, you know, different digital capabilities? Um, and, you know, I think, I think we see that quite across quite a few examples at the minute, aren't we? Yeah. I think the, the key word in all of this is flexibility so on the customer side of things you need need the flexibility and freedom of choice to be able to pick up the phone interact with a bot send an email and for all of that to be integrated and to to hope that the organization you're dealing with is going to seamlessly um, put all that together so you're not having to uh, you know restart your journey every time you have you're making that interaction so there has to be that flexibility there um, of solution what we're seeing from our if we look at it from the TNC client lens is there has to be that flexibility of solution to serve the different customers there also has, has to be often that flexibility in commercials and contracts because you might want not want to go big bang with this obviously you might not want to suddenly transfer and uh, revolutionize your your whole UC and contact center into some digitalized um, CX end-to-end journey. So um, you might want flexibility in terms of the commercials and subscriptions and contracts, in terms of the numbers that you're committing to. You might want to go piece by piece with different departments within your organization and how you roll this out. Um, you might be, a lot of our customers are looking at the moment about with, at their telephony solutions. Um, you know, we have um, PSD and switch off at, at, around the corner. So if they're looking at UC, they as a replacement for that, then they might also be saying, okay, if we invest in a UC solution, does it also have to have omnichannel customer experience capability in the life of the contract? Yeah. And that's where that whole flexibility and possibility of solutions comes in. So it's that 
choice and flexibility, I think, are the, are the real watchwords with, with these solutions. And the suppliers that are going to come to the fore in the market with this are going to be the ones that really embrace that flexibility. And we are seeing some of that. Yeah, I think you've touched on some really interesting points there, and it almost is almost like a perfect storm being created here. So, that you, like you said, there's, there's there's things that are happening in terms of PSDN switch off, which you know, there's a lot of reliance on traditional contact centers on that type of capability. We know from a you know traditional contact center technology perspective, there's a lot of lifecycle issues at the minute with some of the traditional Absolutely. vendors out there. You know, these Cisco's, Evias, Genesis, these types of organisations. And then you've got the, the demand in terms of what the, what the customer is looking for and what the business is trying to drive. It does create this perfect storm of we need to do something. We need a strategy. We need to understand how we take it from this you know, legacy type of environment with risk and cost. Something that's far more flexible, agile, obviously delivers the benefits for the customer and allows them to grow into something that's far more digitally focused, I guess, in the future. So yeah, I yeah. Think maybe that is one of the one of the key things why we're seeing a lot of you know interest at this point in time in, in this cycle. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think for our clients, it can be quite bewildering from a technology yeah. perspective yeah. Uh, because there are now uh, because this, things have moved so quickly as we've already talked about uh, because this it tends to bleed into lots of different areas your telephony your internal telephony solutions um, your organizational and external UC um, your contact center your digital transformation if you've got that strategy happening um, it, it can feel like you're trying to boil the ocean sometimes in in terms of how you're trying to tackle this um, and so I'm, I know particularly from your perspective Craig there's a lot of interesting things going on technology wise um, in this space to try and address all those different issues what are, what are we seeing on the technical front? Yeah I think I think so as I mentioned there you know, we, we do have a lot of customers that have got legacy estates you know so when we look at the life cycle of these estates um, there's a couple of challenges so one it's quite difficult to um, enable some of these old platforms to deliver new digital technology digital capabilities um, at a kind of cost-effective price point effectively um, to the actual the actual life cycle of these platforms, software management, hardware management, again, is coming to end of life. So people are starting to look now at, you know, what what, are, what is the alternative? Um, I think if we look back at the procurement process that we've run over the last 18 months or so, all of the replacement platforms have been cloud-based. So we, we're very much not seeing anybody put any investment into on-premise platforms anymore. So that kind of that kind of points to the maturity of some of these cloud-based platforms now being there. You know, they're ready, they're, they're fully baked, if you like, in terms of being able to be consumed as a available, um, stable type of service platform. And I think I think as we move more into that as a service model, you know, adding new capability like digital, like like um, you know, web chat, like natural language, like um, uh, WhatsApp type social integrations, these things are quite easy to do because you're subscribing to a service, you're not necessarily building a platform. So you're seeing much, yeah. much more of that. I think in more recent times, and, and again, some projects we've been working on, um, we seem to have the, the, a, new, a new breed of suppliers coming into the market. So we've seen the hyperscalers playing in this, you know, the AWS is the Googles for the last few years. And again, the uptake of them types of platforms has been really strong. But I think yeah. now we're seeing more software houses coming into the mix. So we've seen a lot of AI-based organizations, um, which are really, really focused on effectively creating a, a customer journey based on artificial intelligence. So you've been able to dip yeah. into natural language, being able to use machine learning, being able to really create yeah. a very, very dynamic customer journey. 
which you know depending on what's said depending on what options are selected depending on thresholds in terms of the account or you know if it's a sale or if it's a, a delivery there'll be there'll be things that can happen triggered as part of that um so you know we've got some i know we've been working on some really interesting projects around this where it's going much beyond you know the kind of traditional um digital engagement it's going to really you know enrich digital experience um so i think i think the technology is, is again very exciting um it probably is worth calling back at the complexity of this so moving from you know a, a traditional environment that you've had, had stability for for many years into something that's cloud-based not necessarily fully in your control may require different skills and capabilities to to design that full end-to-end piece it's quite a scary journey and you know it does need some assistance it does need some thought process and it's, it's obviously got to be driven in terms of how do we deliver the best customer experience for the for the for the most appropriate you know price point if you like and the best contract and get that flexibility out of it so yeah i think you know technology wise lots of exciting stuff going on i think customer lens bit we've touched upon that really really well i guess i guess you know maybe one bit that we've not looked at is what, what does this actually mean from from an operational perspective so you know if we look at the agents what happens to the agents are, are the agents you know still the same old agents or do they get are they enriched or empowered agents because they've got better information yeah. data you know where, where's that going do you think um, again, we come back to the flexibility uh, factor in um, one sense because what has happened with a lot of contact centre agents over the past couple of years is obviously far greater homeworking of agents and so operationally as you start to approach this you need to think about not just um, where your entire internal workforce will be based and embracing hybrid working embracing remote working um, which um, you know obviously people are going back to offices now gradually but a lot more hybrid working we are seeing Um, and that applies also to the agents uh, within the contact centre so um, you're going to have to have systems in place for workforce management, um, queue management, um, that reporting and MI on how your agents are operating that needs to be um, as functional from a remote perspective uh, as it would be as if your agents were, sit- were sitting in front of you in the in the traditional call centre. And that again we're back to that flexibility word in that often you might want you might have agents that are in the field even um you know doing hybrid types of jobs that maybe need mobile capability um of these solutions as as well as being sat at home at at the laptop so um as you say, a lot of from a technical perspective, a lot of these solutions are, are really stepping up a gear. Now that's in order to cope with the operational demand of a workforce and set of agents that have uh, that have really changed, but also themselves need uh, access to even greater depth of information quickly at their fingertips if they're going to, um, you know quickly take over a call or an interaction with a customer and that all needs to be seamless too so the demands from the operational demands um, and the service capability to serve um, contact center agents is is really coming to the fore also the flexibility to be able to pass calls and interactions from the back office to the front office we're seeing a lot of demand for that Um, and so 
these the things that are being required from the users of these services within the business operationally um, has uh, is is going up all the time. That expectation uh, is increasing all the time, just as um, the end user customer expectation uh, is increasing. And what you might expect with all of this is it all obviously comes at a price. Um, you know, it's a uh, some of these solutions are very sophisticated um, and might carry the price tag to match. So obviously, what a lot of our clients are asking us is, if you look at this through the commercial lens, um, you know, how how do you structure that? How how do you make it pay off? Yeah, that's a very nice segue into the last topic then, Claire. I think, and one that's obviously very close to your heart. <laughs> um, so, so, so I think, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right to bring up the commercial aspect of this. You know, we've talked about a lot of the the, the potential advantages and, and and potential challenges in terms of what this means for the customer, what it means in an operational perspective, and and sort of some of the, the cool stuff that's coming out from a tech point of view. But obviously, a lot of this always does come back to what does this cost? What's the commercial implications? You know, are we going to be able to afford it? Um, it's, it's, I guess, you know, again, based on experience of these procurement processes, it's a, it's a significantly different commercial model. You know, back, yes, back in the is. day, it was, it was largely yeah. OPEX driven, license based. We're moving away from that largely now and it's something that's yes, obviously more, sorry, more, more OPEX based. Like I guess it was CapEx. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. So far less capital investment, um, far more uh, an OPEX model at exactly the same time that a lot of organisations are actually trying to reduce yeah. OPEX. So yeah. a very uh, difficult balancing act to try and achieve there. Um, uh, you, know, you do get various di different models, um, quite a lot of consumption based models, um, which can obviously assist also quite a lot of uh, particularly retail businesses, obviously seeing peaks and troughs in yeah. terms of customer interactions back to that flexibility thing again yeah. being able to ramp up ramp down but not having to pay the cost in the troughs very important um obviously so those sort of flexible commercial models that allow you to scale up and, uh, and scale down as you consume these services are, are very important i think in terms of constructing the business case a key aspect for a lot of our clients is to understand the underlying cost model particularly in regards to the workforce um yeah. you know obviously with increased digitalization you may be able to cut down on the resource cost but you can't get away from it altogether because you are going to have to as we've talked about have that flexibility for human inter human interactions as well so you can't you know think that this is going you know robots are going to do it all for you you get yeah. you have to um try and construct construct a really quite complicated um, commercial model um, to create the savings in those areas um, that then allows you to invest it in these types of solutions. Because I think these solutions are, are definitely not just here with us to stay, but are going to increasingly develop. Yeah. And if, you know, in two years time from now, when we're sat here talking about this, there will be truly, I'm sure, be some mind blowing things in terms of how uh, digital uh, interactions are, are taking shape. And so our customers have to kind of um, get on board with this with this journey now and make sure they invest the time to understand how they're going to construct that business case, because it always takes longer than you think it will. There's every chance, Claire, that we could be replaced by bots in two years, and this this podcast will just be some, you know, <laughs> images of us too. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. I don't know whether that's an exciting or a sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit scary. <laughs> it's a little it's bit scary. scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I think. I think that's a really good point on the commercial piece. I think. Yeah. That, that holistic view of direct and indirect costs needs to be taken into account. Yeah. Um, because you know, I think if you just look at this as, and we've seen this before with customers, if you look at a, a like for like replacement of old legacy infrastructure to new sort of you know as a service type capability nine times out of 10, it's probably going to be more expensive. Um, mm. But if you look at some of the indirect costs associated with yeah, people, resources, even things yeah. like data centre hosting, you know, kind of cost yeah. around that, if you, if you start taking yeah. into consideration and then add the flexibility factor to that as well, that's when you yeah. start sort of seeing some potential gains commercially. Yeah, even in real estate, obviously, yeah. you, know, yeah. you don't have to pay for a, a big contact centre in quite the same way. Um, yeah, there's there's lots of possibilities around that business case, but um, like I say, quite quite complex um, factors to take into account. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Claire, I think we are out of time. Um, so thank you very much again, as always, um, for your insightful interest, interesting insights even. Um <laughs> Yes, and I'd just like to thank everybody else for listening again. Um, if there's any questions following the session, uh, following this podcast today, then please do get in touch um, either through our website, networkcollective.co.uk, um, or through any of our social channels. Um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you again soon, and thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you.